We meet today in Galatians chapter 4, looking at verse 1 to verse 7, justification by faith. Chapter 4 continues the section of justification by faith. Here we see that there is something else that comes through faith in Christ Jesus, that we would never get by the works of the law. It gives us the position of sons, the position of sons. But not just sons, but sons of God. It brings us right into the place of full-grown sons. When we start out in the Christian faith or in our Christian walk, we are infants, we are babies, we are children, and we are to grow to maturity. However, God gives us the position of full-grown sons to furnish us with a capacity that we would not otherwise have. Galatians 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Now, there is the use of the word child here in this verse. This is not the same word as the child in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, where it is from the Greek word huios, meaning son. Here it is nepios, meaning a little child without full power of speech. The heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ from a slave, though he is master of all. Now, again here we have to go back to the Roman customs to see what Paul is talking about. This illustration must be seen in action. In a Roman home, servants had charge of different possessions of the master. Some had charge of the chattels, others of the livestock, others kept books for him, and others had charge of his children. When a little one was born into the home, the servants cared for him and dressed him in the play clothes so that he didn't look any different from the children of the servants with whom he was playing. And he had to obey the servants just as the other children did. That was the custom. And Paul is using that example and that illustration when he says, The heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Galatians 4 verse 2 But he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Until the time appointed by the Father is a key statement here. What time was that? It was the time when the Father recognized that his Son was capable of making decisions for his own. And he brought him into the position of a full-grown Son. Notice that it is the Father who determines when his Son reached the age of maturity. Then they held a ceremony known as the Toga Verilis, which gave that son the position of a full-grown son in the family. But before this ceremony, before this celebration has actually been observed, 
the son remained under the care, the custodianship of the servants or the slaves. That is what our Lord Jesus meant in his parable of the prodigal son. When the boy came home, the father didn't receive him as just an ordinary son. He received him as a full-grown son, put the robe around him, and put a ring on his finger. The ring had on it the signet of his father, which was equivalent to his signature, and that gave him the father's authority. You could see that boy walking down the streets now with the robe on. The servant better not say anything to correct him now. He had better not even try to paddle him now. Why? In fact, he will be paddling the servant from here on because he has now reached the age of a full-grown son. That is what Paul meant when he went on to say, Galatians 4 verse 3, Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Under the elements of the world means under the law. Paul is saying that it was the childhood of the nation of Israel when they were under rules and regulations. That is profound teaching. Yes, the law served its purpose because you had not reached full-grown nature. But now that Jesus Christ has come, we have reached maturity. We have been led to maturity. We no longer need to remain under the custodianship of servants or the custodianship of stewards. That time is gone. How has it gone? Paul goes on to say, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Galatians 4 Verse 4. This is a very famous uh, scripture in the Christian faith, but sometimes misunderstood. You see, it is at the time determined by God, God the Father, send forth God the Son, born of a woman, born under the law. You see, Mary was a Jewish woman. The woman at the well, as recorded in the fourth chapter of John's Gospel, said, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? That is in John chapter 4 verse 9. You see, for this Samaritan woman, she thought he was a Jew, and our Lord Jesus Christ didn't correct her. So I conclude that she was accurate. So according to the flesh, Jesus was a Jew. So that is according to the law. He had a perfect humanity. He also was made God manifest in the flesh. In this our time, this truth, by the way, is being questioned. However, the only historical Jesus that we have is the one who is described in one of the oldest creeds of the church as very man of very man and very God of very God. I agree with that creed because it exactly says what the word of God teaches. So it was at the fullness of time. When the fullness of time had come, God gave us. 
who determines the time when a son is no longer to be under the custodianship of stewards is the father. It is the father who determined the fullness of time has come. And that fullness of time was when Jesus Christ came to release those who are under the control, the bondage of the slaves. This is why when Jesus began his ministry, he began to speak the words, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, release to the oppressed, freedom to the captives, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. It is a favorable year when Jesus came. He came to do what? He came to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Galatians 4, verse 5. You see, God had a twofold purpose. First of all, he sent Jesus Christ to redeem those who were under the law. They were the children under the law. You see, the law never made anyone a son of God. The second purpose was that, that they might receive the adoption as sons. You see, adoption has a meaning different from that of our contemporary society. We think of it in relation with a couple that has not had any children of their own. They go to a home where there are children for adoption and see a precious little baby there. Their hearts go out to that baby and they adopt the child into their family by going through all the legal action. When the little one becomes their child, we call that adoption. However, the Roman custom in post day was to adopt one's own son, to adopt one's own son. That, you recall, was what was done in the Toga Verily ceremony. Adoption, the Greek word is huiothesia, which means to place as a son. You see, a believer is placed in the family of God as a full-grown son, capable of understanding the divine truth. So when the father determined, now this is the time, that baby, that child is no longer going to be treated like a baby, even under the hand of a servant. I'm now going to declare him a full son. That is adoption. That is adoption. Toga Verilis. In 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 to verse 10, we read, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now, this simply means that the truth in the Word of God can be interpreted only by the Spirit of God. And until he interprets, men cannot understand it. The Spirit of God alone can interpret the Word of God for us. That is what makes the difference today in certain men and women. A man can bring to the Word of God a brilliant mind. He can learn something about history, archaeology, and language. He can become an expert in Hebrew and Greek, but he can still miss the meaning. Why? Because the Spirit of God is that teacher. 
Even Isaiah the prophet said, For since the beginning of the world men have not heard nor perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen any God beside you who acts for the one who waits for him. Isaiah 64 verse 4. Now, if you want to know about Christ, only the Spirit of God can reveal him to you. Even a mature Christian who has been in the word for years is as helpless in studying the word of God as a newborn babe in Christ because the Spirit of God will have to teach each of them. My friend, if you are a new believer, the same Spirit of God who is teaching me can teach you. If you are God's child, he has brought you into the position of a full-grown son into the adoption. And my friend, there is nothing quite as wonderful as that. That gave me confidence, you see. Even as a young believer, to do things, and even up to this day, I keep on sharing the good news without feeling sorry for myself. Why I have been declared a full son. The Spirit of God will lead you, my friend, and guide you into all truths if you want to know him, if you are willing for him to be your teacher. Now, this brings us to the third thing that faith in Christ does for that the law could never do for us, which is the experience of God's sons. Galatians 4 verse 6 And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Now, and because you are sons is a very strong statement here. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says it this way, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Paul continues to say in Romans, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. This is from Romans chapter 8, verse 11 to verse 14. If you are a child of God, you will want to be led by the Spirit of God. The flesh may get a victory in your life, but it will never make you happy. You will never be satisfied with the flesh, because you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You don't need to say, My, I am not living as I should, and I wonder if I am a child of God. My friend, you have received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with your spirit that we are children of God. Romans 8 verse 15 and verse 16. Now, this passage in the epistle to the Romans is the abridged edition of the parallel passage in Galatians. Now, I want you to see it all over here. It is said that the word Abba was not translated because the translators of the New King James Version of the King James, they had a great reverence for the word of God. 
When they came to the word Abba, they didn't dare translate it into English because it was such an intimate word. It could be translated, Daddy. God is my wonderful heavenly father, but I would hesitate to call him Daddy. Galatians chapter 4 verse 7 Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Now, on the basis of what has gone before, after God sent his son for you and his Holy Spirit in you, we are what we are because God sent forth his son. We have what we have because God sent forth his spirit. God's work external and internal. The whole trinity has been involved in making the believer a son and an heir. Paul addresses now, you see, as you see, each one individually. And he tells him that he is by the grace of God. Though you were once a slave, that is, doulos to the law, you are no longer. How foolish to abandon this high position and privilege for the low state of a slave under the bondage of the law. This is a Greek first-class condition of logic, meaning since you are a son, there is no doubt about it, you see. Enjoying a new spiritual heritage, not through works of personal merit, but through grace. It is not by placing themselves under the law, but by remaining free from the law, that they would obtain the blessing of Abraham. The Spirit, therefore, gives us an experience of being a son of God, whereby we can call God our Father, because the Spirit is bearing witness with our spirit. Now, this gives us the experience of being a son. There are many people who believe that the only way you can have an experience is either by reaching a high degree of sanctification, you've got to become holy, or you have to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as they call it. They insist that if you don't get up to that level, you will never have an experience. Can I challenge that, my friend? Let me assure you, if you are a child of God, a believer, you may be a weak one, that is, you can have an experience as a son of God without reaching the levels that are put before us. Because sonship comes to you through faith in Jesus Christ. Have you placed your faith in Jesus? When people have reached a high level of spirituality, they tend to think that they are superior to the rest of the other people. However, we are always God's foolish little children. We are always filled with ignorance and stubbornness and sin and fears and weaknesses. We are never wonderful. He is altogether beautiful. He is wonderful. The Lord Jesus is wonderful. And faith in him will give us an experience. As I said earlier on, I believe in experience. And I feel that many people today actually need an experience with God. But for that to happen... The old nature that you and I have is just like an old dog that is there. It must be mortified. 
What you need to do is to reach down and get to that old dog by the tail and throw it as far away as you can. When you throw him away, he is going to be right back tomorrow. What do you do? We will never become perfect saints of God, but we can experience being sons of God by faith in Jesus Christ. And because we are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a servant, my, but you are a son. And if you are a son, then an heir of God through Jesus Christ. Now, many times you and I plod along in our Christian lives, and we don't have an experience with God. Sometimes life becomes very drab and a little monotonous. But there are other times, especially when God puts us on trial and really tests us that we have a wonderful experience with our Heavenly Father. And so even the experiences that come in our lives, He brings them so that we can experience Him. We need to experience Him as our Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Romans 8 verse 16. Now I don't wish you any trouble, but I think it is generally in times of trouble that God makes himself real to us. I hope that someday you will have such an experience with our Heavenly Father, even through the difficulties of life. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please write to the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park 1620, South Africa. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me give you that address again. It's the Living Word for Africa, P.O. Box 4232, Kempton Park, 1620, South Africa.